probate process exists to make sure that your assets upon your passing away have passed properly to your descendants. It also ensures that any taxes or liens that are owned to the state or to other parties are fully paid. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Welcome back, my great to wealth listeners. Aloha from Kauai. We're actually in Hawaii. We took the family out to Hawaii to celebrate my exit from W2. December 2nd, some of you may already know that, but December 2nd, 2022 was my last day at my W2, which was Airbnb. And we actually left for Hawaii on December 8th. It was a last minute plan, but we thought we'll take the girls out to celebrate it. They are loving it. And we got our first taste of freedom, of what freedom of time looks like. And we're looking forward to many other memories that we'll create together as a family. So with regards to this episode, as I reflect back on the year 2022, you know, one of the most important lessons for me has been that life is fragile and anything can happen anytime. I've shared my story a few times that I've lost a lot of family members over the last two years to COVID and to other diseases. And one of them being my sister who was two years older than me. So with that context in mind, I wanted to share my perspective on estate planning this time. Uh, what is it? Why is it necessary? Something that most of us may have heard about, but most of us have also been procrastinating that. So I thought I'll, I'll take this reflection point now to talk about that, discuss that, and hopefully get, persuade you to make the decision to execute on your estate plan ASAP. Uh, but before we begin, let me add a disclaimer that I'm not a lawyer and anything that I share on this episode is just my perspective. It's uh, my lesson learned through my own journey. But please consult your own financial, legal, and tax advisor before making any decision. All right, so let's get started. Estate planning. What an exciting topic in December. But before we get too carried away, let's define the word estate. Anything you own or owe at the time of your death is defined as your estate. So why is an estate plan needed? An estate plan is your opportunity to define while you're alive your wishes and your desires on what you want to happen to your assets. It also includes who do you want it to be distributed to and when do you want them to be distributed to. You may have young kids. You may want to support them, but you also may not give them all the assets when they are 18. Because, you know, all of us have been at 18, 18 years old. We don't necessarily think the way we want to think about our finances at 18 while we're as compared to what we may be thinking about that when we're 25 or 30 or 35. And some may be late bloomers. Who knows, right? So this is your opportunity to define while you're alive how you want your assets to be handled. Additionally, if you have young kids, when I say young kids under the age of 18, an estate plan also spells out who you want to take care of your children when you pass away. I know, I know, such a perky topic, especially while I'm sitting in Hawaii and looking outside a beautiful sunrise and of course, you're getting ready for the holidays. But 
stay with me for a second. As morbid of a topic as it may seem, this is the best holiday gift you can give to your loved one, especially your children, the gift of stability. So I urge you to stick with me, take the time, and listen to what, I, what I'm sharing here. Hopefully, it'll get you pushed into some of the action. So what really happens if there is no estate planning done? With regards to your assets, all your assets go through probate. I know, another big term. So what you may now ask is, what is a probate? That was the exact question I had asked during my initial estate planning journey. So a little bit history on, a little bit about probate itself. A probate process exists to make sure that your assets upon your passing away have passed properly to your descendants. And of course, it also ensures that any taxes or liens that are owned to the state or to other parties are fully paid. While we're on the topic of probate, the fastest time to execute a probate is about six months, give or take a few. And I have heard cases where it has gone past 18 months. It happened to a very good friend of mine who had a complicated estate with a real estate spread throughout the world. And he passed away within three days of going to the hospital. He didn't necessarily have his own estate planning done. So I had had several conversations with his wife and she shared how painful it has been without having an estate plan and everything going to the probate. You know, additionally, probate is also a public record. So once a probate is filed on your behalf, all your assets become public. While I know you may be gone at that time, so you may be thinking, why do I care? You may not care for yourself, but this probate process now exposes your heirs, most likely your kids, to predators looking for a reason to extort money from them. Not saying everyone is bad and you should be worried, but there's a high likelihood that someone may come after them if they know how much have they inherited. But you know what? As bad as it may sound, this is actually not the worst. If you didn't have an estate plan and both you and your partner were to pass, your kids, your under 18 kids, will be put into foster care while the court makes a decision on who should be your kid's guardian. Now, you may be thinking, like how I thought, that I have my siblings, or I have my cousins, or I have my parents, or someone, and they'll just take care of the kids. That's not how it works, unfortunately. If you didn't have an estate plan, and it was not defined of who you want the guardian to be, the state will have to jump in. And the way the state handles it, that while the decision is being made, they assign the kids to a foster care. And all this time, the assets, including your bank accounts, are not being accessible. So even if your parents or someone else had to take care of them, while your estate is being handled through the probate, they won't be able to access the money that actually could be used to take care of your kids. Take a, take a quick pause and think about it. So, you know, as I said earlier, as painful as it may seem, you have to think about your own morbidity. Do yourself and your kids a favor. 
get an estate plan together. So hopefully by now, motivated is probably not the right word, but I have induced some fear in you to start thinking about an estate plan and why I think it's the most necessary thing to be done. And it's actually also more time sensitive than most people pay attention to. And the next question now that you may have is, what does one look like? What does an estate plan look like? Well, you know, the details of this topic is well beyond this podcast. There are courses that are taught at Wharton, Columbia, and universities such as that, where they dedicate an entire semester on estate plan. So I'm sure you will talk to some of the experts in that area. But what I wanted to share in this podcast was really some key aspects so you can wrap your mind around it. You know, with regards to estate planning, you generally will have two options, most of us, a will or a living trust. The real difference between the will and a living trust is that a living trust avoids probate altogether. You don't have to go through probate at all if you structure it correctly. Having a will, while it makes the probate process quicker, it does not avoid the probate. Let me repeat that. The difference between a will and a living trust is a living trust avoids the probate altogether. And a will can make the probate process quicker, but it does not avoid it. And given that we have worked hard in keeping our assets private throughout our life, I don't know about you, but I don't plan to change that once I pass away. With regards to cost, if you shop around for will and living trust, you will find out that forming a will is considerably cheaper than forming a living trust. However, here's a catch. This is only in short term. What do I mean by that? Remember a few minutes ago, I talked about Will having to go through the probate. Who do you think can file for probate? You and I can't just walk into the court and say, we want to file for a probate. You may be able to do that. I actually don't know the answer to that question. But the more formal way is to hire a lawyer to file a probate for you on your behalf. Of course, you'll be gone by then, but your loved one and your heirs would actually do that. And depending upon where the estate is, California or Texas or Florida or wherever, the cost of probate could be upwards of 2% of your total estate. So what it means is that if your estate is $5 million, it could cost you about $10,000 to go to the probate process, leave aside any hassle that the probate causes itself. So comparatively speaking, the living trust is going to cost between two to five K. For most of us, it'll probably be on the lower end, but if your affairs are way complicated, very complicated, it may cost you closer to five K or maybe a little bit more. But somewhere between two and five K is what I've seen the ranges to be in. So setting up a trust is not only cost effective in the long term, but also more effective in keeping your affairs private. So now let's discuss about how a living trust avoids probate. Because once you understand the logic, you'll you'll be able to make sure it's structured properly. As part of forming a living trust, you will transfer the title of your assets to the trust. So you'll go to the bank. So let's say we're talking about bank account. You'll go to a bank and say, instead of my name and my spouse's name on the bank account, 
I want the bank, uh, the trust name to be on the account. But, you know, same thing to do with your real estate. Now, all these things are complicated topics, so you want to talk to your advisor about it. We're taking a very simplistic view on the episode. But essentially, if you have a real estate, you will transfer that to your living trust as well. But don't worry, a living trust is a revocable trust. And you can move your assets in and out of the trust while you're alive without really any tax implications. Well, at least at the time of this recording. The tax laws are volatile and they change pretty frequently. So we want to make sure that we consult our tax attorney, our tax advisor, to make sure that when you're forming your living trust, that this statement is still valid, that uh, moving your assets in and out of the trust does not have any tax implications. But let's assume for now that there's no tax implications because that's exactly what happens, what the tax laws today allows. And upon your passing, the living trust becomes a recognized entity, more like a living, breathing entity, right? And as the title of an asset is already in the living trust name, the asset does not need to go through probate. And your living trust from that point onwards becomes irrevocable. So your executor, essentially the person who you authorized to manage your trust, can't move the assets in and out of your trust at that point at their will. They can, however, liquidate the asset, which essentially means sell the asset and make distributions to your beneficiaries per the stipulations that you defined in your estate plan. This is how a living trust avoids probate. Let's reflect on that again. When you form a living trust, you move all of your assets into the living trust. And what does it mean? You basically transfer the title of your assets, be it a car, be it a house, be it bank account, work with your advisor to figure out which assets need to go into your living trust. And then as part of that process, now when you pass away, because the living trust is on the title, you are not on the title. So even though you pass away, the living trust owns all the assets to begin with. And for that reason, when you were to pass away, at that point, there's no real title transfer that needs to happen. It's already in the name of living trust. All right, hopefully that makes sense. Now, having said that, you know, one of the big mistakes I see, and I don't have a stat on that. I'm pretty sure that number is over 50%. But one of the big mistakes I see people making is that they go through the process of establishing the trust, but the trust itself is unfunded, which means that the assets are still in their personal names and the titles are not transferred to the trust. You may think it's not a big deal, right? But let's remember, one of the big reasons why we went through living trust is to avoid probate. And the reason why you avoid probate is because the title is already, title of the asset is already in the name of the living trust. But if you don't do that, you're basically saying that the title is still in my name, but I have a living trust. There's an incomplete step there, right? So if you follow the previous logic, to avoid the probate, the asset has to be in the name of the trust. Otherwise, it'll have to go through the probate process. Right? So, a quick note here, note to self, that once you formulate your living trust, you have to work with your advisor to figure out which assets need to be transferred to the living trust. Now, you may ask, what happens if I genuinely forget to transfer an asset into the trust? Don't worry. 
your attorney would be preparing a pour over will as part of your living trust documents. If they don't, change your attorney. Change your attorney. That is a very important document. The pour over will takes care of upon your death to move all your remaining assets into your living trust. Right. So let's say you had a bank account that you opened 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and you just completely forgot about it. And now you are no longer alive. So what a portable will be do is that specific asset which you forgot to transfer the living trust will flow through a portable will. Now a portable will exactly works like a will. So that specific asset will go through the probate. It's a significantly small number. Hopefully you don't forget your entire estate to move into the living trust, but you only forgot a few, right? And uh, it's really a fallback position. It's not really something that you should be using as a default. You know, one more thing I believe it's important is as part of your living trust, you will need to make sure you get your own healthcare directive and financial power of attorney. You know, these documents will state your wishes and on who can make decisions on your behalf with regard to your healthcare and finances. In the event that you're not, you're alive, but you're not able to, or you're not capable of making those decisions. Healthcare directed more specifically, I think it's even in the order of importance between the healthcare directive and financial power of attorney. This is very personal to me, so I'm going to share a personal story here. I think healthcare directive is significantly more important because it captures your wishes and desires of about being resuscitated should there be any need, right? So should you be brought to life back? Should you be kept on ventilator? You know, don't leave those tough decisions for your loved ones. No one wants a loved one to live with that guilt. Trust me, I had to make that call for my mom and that decision still haunts me till date. I wish no one ever has to make that decision. So my ask from you is to finalize your directive and clearly specify it so your loved ones don't have to make that decision. Get this done. Now, estate planning is a complex topic, right? As I mentioned before. And you do want to work with a professional who can help guide you. I would highly recommend against using the online version. There's several companies that offer a pre-prepared template. Yeah, they're very, very cheap as compared to hiring a lawyer. But you know what? I don't believe that they capture your personal situation, my personal situation, because everyone's situation is different, and they're really writing a template to catch all. Our situations may not be reflected appropriately. Given that this document, yes, it's an expensive piece of document, but it is one of the most important piece of paper that we're leaving behind for our loved ones to make sure their pain is eased for past not aggravated. So that's a decision you need to make, but I would highly recommend shying away from using an online version. Okay, so hopefully I was able to add some clarity on the complex topic of estate planning. Now, what you decide is up to you, right? If you want to do a will, if you want to do a trust, if you want to do whatever you want to do, it's really your decision. But not making a decision is really not an option, right? If there's one action I ask from you, is to prioritize getting an estate plan. Give this holiday a gift of estate planning to your kids and your loved ones. They may not even realize the significance of this right now, but they will thank you immensely should they ever need it. 
Well, feel free to schedule a call with me if you have any questions on this topic. I'm very passionate about this topic. My friends and family know that. I pound them on the head every time I meet them about their estate plan. So get it done. I'm not a lawyer, but I would be happy to understand your personal situation and provide any perspectives I may have. So feel free to schedule a call with me. All right. Be well. Stay inspired. Continue to live life by design. This is your host, Saki Jain, signing off now. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.